Welcome to your more. You may be on your path to having it all, the house, family, money, and travel, when suddenly something shatters your ideal world. It shifts your perspective, you realize, or maybe even decide having it all isn't all that. It may leave you feeling unhappy, unsatisfied, or unfulfilled. You're left wanting more, but you can't quite put it into words. Others just don't get it. They try to pacify you. I get it. I've stood in your shoes. Hello, I'm Gina, the spark behind Exquisitely Aligned. Your more starts now. Today, we'll be discussing mental emancipation, tips for breaking free from the greatest force that's holding your most amazing future hostage. Hint, it's probably making your life feel pretty dull and repetitive too. To put it eloquently in one memorable sentence, I'm going to refer to Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. I love that. I absolutely agree with him. We live in a world that is constantly asking us to reject our desires in order to put others' needs first. We live in a world that is constantly asking us to avoid our truths, denying their importance. We live in a world that is constantly asking us to dismiss our gifts in order to be valuable. This causes us to chase other people's goals, deplete our energy, and sacrifice ourselves to be someone we often don't want to be. Many go along with this. Their biggest regret is how much time and energy they spend on being something they are not. Some, they try to fight this. They end up misunderstood and exhausted. Listen, neither fighting nor conforming works. There is only one way out. We must escape this conformity trap. It's the greatest force holding our amazing future hostage. Only when we escape this force will we achieve our greatest accomplishment to be ourselves, as Ralph Waldo Emerson so eloquently put it. That is the magic. But being ourself isn't easy. If it was, more people would be themselves. And what an amazing experience that would be. What an awe-inspiring world we would live in, right? Can you picture it? I sure can. So why is it so difficult to be yourself? What happened? Was there ever a time we found it easy to be ourselves? I'm guessing the only time in our lives that it came naturally, effortlessly, and easily for us to be ourselves was as a newborn. As a newborn, we know no better, right? As a newborn, we are pure. As a newborn, we are unaware. As a newborn, we are untainted. We are uninfluenced by the greatest force of conformity. Think about that. As a newborn, 
We are solely concerned with our well-being, right? Feed me, burp me, rock me to sleep. We express our desires with a coo or a cry. It's so natural. No one teaches us how to coo or how to cry. It simply happens. And for the most part, we get what we want, right? Not many people can bear the cry of a baby. As a newborn, our only concern was with ourselves, our desires, our truths, our needs and wants at that given moment in time. We are not jaded by anyone or anything outside of ourselves. We are pure, pure in our desires, pure in our truths. We are connected to our essence, our divine essence, our inner authority, our internal all-knowing, and that is our power. That is our greatest achievement, not just for ourselves, but for everyone we connect with over our lifetime. That's when we are, as Ralph Waldo Emerson speaks about, being ourself. So what's the greatest force silently stealing our natural inborn intrinsic? You pick the word that feels right for you. That instinctual purity stealing us from our newborn nature. It's conformity. We have an authority problem with conformity. When we have an authority problem, it isn't easy to be ourself. We simply probably cannot be ourselves. An authority problem, sure, that's a term you've heard before. I'm guessing if I asked you, you would define an authority problem as someone who has an issue with others wielding power over them, ranging from anyone, anything associated with the rules, regulations, supervision, procedure, instructions, accountability, and of course, responsibility. That's a very long list. And yes, that is an example of an authority problem. Sure, we think of this especially while raising our children or while working with other people's children, right? Take the school teacher, the sports coach, to name a couple. So that's the first one, the one most often discussed, the one giving parents like myself gray hair. Let's agree that's an authority problem where a person has an issue with power over them. Today, I want to introduce you to a second authority problem, the one affecting the largest portion of the population. Yes, I just said, the one affecting the largest portion of the population, the one most refused to discuss, the one considered taboo, the silent one, the one making our life pretty dull and repetitive. Let's discuss it. Let's give it a voice. It needs to be spoken about. Let's bring awareness to it. Let's understand it. Let me today help you break free and escape from its stronghold. 
Let me advocate for what you leave on the table if you decide not to escape. Let's finally give it a voice. So what's the other authority problem? Well, this happens when we kowtow to external authority. We give away parts of ourselves. We end up living a life less than we are meant to live. Most importantly, it has a direct impact on who we are and who we become. It's rampant and takes hostages of all ages and genders. I'm guessing more than 50% of the population. It's unrelenting, keeping us for decades or lifetimes. Sadly, most don't even realize it's wreaking havoc on their life. Let me explain. This unspoken authority problem is the root cause of so many unpleasant emotions, including resentment and regret, not to mention how it leaves us feeling frustrated, tired, and hopeless. If we've met like this before, you've probably most likely already heard me say, we live in a world begging us to conform. And it's true. Even Ralph Waldo Emerson felt it during his lifetime. This is nothing new. It goes back centuries. This energy to conform is everywhere. It's intense and with intent to keep things safe to keep things predictable, and to keep things the same. And in order to pull off this great feat with so many individuals over so many centuries, it assigns us roles and asks us to play by the rules. Whose rules, you ask? It's rules, the rules and roles of conformity. Conformity, the greatest force holding our most amazing future hostage, and our life feeling pretty dull and repetitive. Rules keeping everyone, including you and me, playing small. Well, at least trying to keep us playing small, right? The rules and roles demand conformity, discouraging our individuality. The rules and roles feed and fuel mundane thoughts, discouraging and diminishing our creativity. The rules and roles promote mediocrity, making it nearly impossible for us to be exquisite, pulling us away from our purity. Can you see and feel how this authority problem overpowers us and we might end up kowtowing to its pressure and we may end up giving away our authority? This happens when we allow external sources to tell us how to act, what to wear, tell us what we should be striving for in our lives. It will make us feel less than or an outsider if we don't abide by these rules. This external authority is not a form of government. It's not a person. It's not a ruler. Nonetheless, it is powerful. It is an overriding force. It casts its spell on us. Okay, I am exaggerating, but I wanna make a point here. 
Some call it peer pressure. Others call it societal norms. You may call it whatever you like. I call it external authority. And giving in to this external authority has even bigger ramifications. Take Nora, for example. I introduced you to her in Conformity Isn't the Answer. Nora was always doing what she felt was the right thing to do. Keyword, felt. She felt because external authority is palpable, especially if you are energy sensitive. An authority problem causing us to feel like Nora, pressured to do what's right, not what we feel is right for us. Usually this pressure has us falling into roles that are unfulfilling. Take people pleasing, always making sure their needs are met before our own. Think about that for a moment. How unhealthy. Why do we feel compelled to please others before taking care of ourselves? Listen, this doesn't only happen with women. This happens with men too and with young children. You may know a people pleaser and you may know them intimately, wink, wink. Listen, life isn't about the brownie points you accumulate from conforming, from saying yes to the things you wanted to say no to. So why do we people please? Do we tell ourselves we are doing it out of love when in reality it might be fear? Are we afraid to disappoint our loved ones? Are we afraid to rock the boat at times? Are we afraid they cannot do it on their own? Or are we afraid if they realize they can do it on their own, they will no longer need us? Does that mean we fear them leaving us? Maybe we fear being alone. I don't know the answer. I'm only asking in hopes to shine a light on another way of thinking and seeing the world and conformity. If you're feeling unfulfilled, tired, short-tempered, resentful at times, regretful at times, if you're feeling like you're supposed to be doing something other than what you are doing, if any of these ring true, you may have an authority problem. And that authority problem stems from the external authority overpowering you. And maybe you're kowtowing to this pressure and possibly giving away your authority. Whether you're in this situation now or have been in the past, or you know someone experiencing this, or you've seen someone experience this, you know what I'm talking about. So let me share a simple mindset shift to help you change this. Entrepreneur Magazine wrote about a study published by the Journal of Neuroscience. It showed some people are predisposed to control aversion, as they called it. Anyone who is control adverse doesn't like it when others tell them what to do or what their decision should be. They are strongly inclined to rebel. And you guessed it, they are more likely to become an entrepreneur. 
to avoid working for someone who would tell them what to do. Today, I invite you to think more like an entrepreneur. I'm not asking you to rebel. That comes with a slew of other problems discussed in other podcasts to, by me. To, in, today, instead, I'm asking you to choose yourself. Make yourself the authority. When we think like an entrepreneur, we are less likely to give in to external authority. We are more likely to remain in our power. We are more likely to stand 100% for our desires. We are more likely to be pure. Pure like when we were newborn. Returning to our essence, our truths, our desires, being ourself again. Allowing our divine essence or whatever you choose to endearingly call it to be our authority above all else. This is exquisite alignment. Very simply, we must shift our attention from outside sources to the attention on our soul level truths and our heartfelt desires. We must shift approval from others to the approval of ourself, our life experiences, both the comfortable and the sometimes hellish ones. We must shift the acknowledgement from our outside, from outside to acknowledging our unique talents and gifts. That's when we can be ourselves in a world that is constantly trying to make us something else. There are multiple authorities out there that want to direct or influence us. They usually start within our home and then they move out towards our extended family, our relationships, and then our careers, and even in our health. Did I catch you off guard by including our health? You may be wondering how this could happen in our health. I can tell you from great experiences, this definitely happens in our health as well. It happened during my husband's brushes with death, and more recently with my own health struggles after being struck in the head by a fastball. Now isn't the time to tell those stories, but the moral of the story is the men and women in white, AKA the doctors were missing things that I knew intuitively to be so. And it meant I needed to stand 100% for what I believed in order to get the life-saving care for my husband who desperately needed it and the proper care for myself. Bottom line, think and act like an entrepreneur when it comes to every facet of your life. Don't cave in. Don't give away your authority when it comes to your health, when it comes to your spirituality, when it comes to your mind, when it comes to your emotional health, when it comes to your character, let's see, your ability to express yourself, your love relationship, your social life, your finances, give me a minute, your career, your calling. And if you are or become a parent, then too. And finally, your life's vision. I hope I covered everything. Essentially, every facet of your life, 
As promised, I want to let you know what you will be passing up if you choose not to act and think like an entrepreneur in every facet of your life starting today. You will be passing up your amazing unlived life. The one leaving you wondering, what's next? The one that calls you in the wee hours of the night. The one calling you all your life and at this moment in time. The way I see it, it parallels your life. It's so close, yet you can feel it it's so far away at times. It's the life you were born to live. This is how and when you experience mental emancipation. This is where you find your freedom. This is where you achieve your greatest accomplishment to be who you were born or created to be. This is a decision, right? This is a decision we must make every day, all day long. This is a choice. This is a choice we must choose every day, all day long. We must choose ourselves as the ultimate authority in our life above all else, like an entrepreneur, to be exquisitely aligned. Be the entrepreneur in every facet of your life, the purest form of you, you being you. I think it's only fitting to end with Ralph Waldo Emerson, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is, and I'm going to say instead of the, is your greatest accomplishment. And if you don't mind, I'm going to add, this is how you become the greatest force for good in the world today. Let me say it one more time with my little Gina-isms. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is your greatest accomplishment. This is how you become the greatest force for good in the world today. Until next time, be yourself exquisite.